world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Welcome. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of this uh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, trial, and uh, I thought this would be a great show to talk about our rights. And I'm going to get into a little more detail what's been going on in the courtroom, but let's let's give a friendly reminder out there. <clears throat> Evan Knappen uh, coined the phrase SAC, S-A-C. Number one, S, remain silent. Say, I assert my right, right to remain silent, okay? Remember, anything you say will be used against you. A, ask for your attorney. You have the right for an attorney during any questioning. By asking for your attorney, you may not be interrogated. C, do not consent to giving up your rights. Do not consent to any search, but do not physically resist. Do not sign statements without an attorney's advice. That's S-A-C. If you are detained or arrested, say, I want my attorney. Repeat, if necessary. Do not be tricked, threatened, or persuaded into giving up your rights. Do not talk to anyone about your case. Many in jail mm -hmm. are informants. Okay. The police, when something's going on, are not your friends at that moment. They're no. doing their job. Yep. So I'm watching the, the Rittenhouse uh, case unfold. And a lot of people know, I've said in the past, that that kid didn't belong there. Now... His father lives in Kenosha. Okay, so yeah, he did belong there. But a 17-year-old with an AR, air quotes, helping during racially charged riots is probably not a good thing. Now, I know when I was 16 or 17 years old, my father would have made sure I wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. A am I right or wrong, Sandy? Yeah, you're absolutely All right? right. Now, I believe he's wrong there for being there with the rifle. You know, he wanted to help. First aid kit, AR-15, and he did help people, and he did put fires out, but... The prosecutor uh, has been called to the task by the judge a couple of times now, and one of the things uh, the judge blew up for an unconstitutional part of the proceeding, the prosecutor was playing the angle that since Kyle Rittenhouse invoked his Fifth Amendment rights when he was detained after the th he shot the three people, that means he was guilty of something. Because he didn't give a statement at that That's time. That's a game that the cops play all the time. Yeah, too. so the prosecutor was like, well, this is the first time you're giving a statement, right? Yeah, you invoked your Fifth Amendment, right? Yeah. Why, did, why was that? The judge was like, stop. I need the jury to leave the room. He ripped the... Now, now the defense can call for a mistrial with prejudice here where he can't get tried again. Yeah, right. Now, some people think that the prosecutor was doing this so there would be declared a mistrial because he knows he's going to lose the case. Yeah, okay. Okay, intentionally do that, which means he should be debarred, disbarred, okay? Right, right. But he's an experienced prosecutor, all right, and he attempts to violate the defendant's Fifth Amendment rights. 
He was scolded for it earlier, and then the second time the judge ripped it. The judge says, you're either on the line or over the line, and I'm not going to tolerate this in my courtroom. So now I want to talk about Knappen's SAC. I, uh, now, one of the things I give Rittenhouse a ton of credit for, Sandy, was he showed great restraint. Oh, absolutely. All right. He did fire yeah. at somebody else a few rounds and missed that person. But he, he that Jason Rosenbaum, he, he put him down. And then the second kid with the skateboard, he put him down. And then the third guy uh, with the handgun, the EMT that just happened to have a handgun, who under cross-examination stated that he that Rittenhouse did not shoot him until he pointed his Glock at Rittenhouse, which destroyed the prosecution's case. And then after that, they tried to get a mistrial, okay, or get disbarred or whatever the hell's going on here. But the kid did show great muzzle discipline. The kid show, showed great finger uh, trigger finger discipline and didn't hurt, injure anybody else, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, the best thing that the kid did at the end was he didn't give a statement to the police. Yeah, right. Which is amazing because, you know, we right. talk about so many things, so many dynamics happen. You know, if you read In the Gravest Extreme by Masad Ayub, you will learn this. And maybe Rittenhouse read that book. You know, he was into ARs, he was into guns, he was a lifeguard and blood pathogens and CPR first aid, and he liked firearms, and so maybe he read the book. But, you know, Abraham Lincoln said, any man who defends himself in a court of law has a fool for a, a, an attorney, right? Well, what happens is we tend to feel guilty after we're involved in something like that. So what do we do is the police come to the scene and you say, oh, my God, I didn't mean to shoot him. Or it all happened so fast, I don't, I don't know what happened. And this kid didn't say anything because now he would have been spending the next six or seven days in court backtracking on those words oh, that yeah, he said. Oh, right, exactly. Of what Every he said in the heat word. of the moment. Every single word. There was not, so the prosecutor's angle was like, well, you've been listening to everybody else's testimony for five days, and now your statement is tailored to meet what they said to make you look more innocent. <laughs> and the judge freaked out. The judge freaked out. You can't do that, okay? Yeah, exactly. You just you can't do that. And then the prosecutor, whether it's willful willful ignorance or not, the judge had to had to explain to him that a hollow point bullet doesn't explode a second time when it's in something. <laughs> it's so amazing the ignorance. And we're going to go, uh, our learning segment, we're going to circle back to uh, with NAP and stuff. But I wanted to tell everybody that, officer, I want to comply fully. Here's my firearm. Here's my this. Here's the that. I need to go to the hospital. I'm experiencing chest pains mm -hmm. and shortness of breath. Okay. Yep. I have to get medical treatment, please. Thank you very much. By the way, I'm going to be calling my attorney as we're on the way to the hospital. My attorney is going to say, did you give a statement or anything yet? I'm going to say, no, he did not. This is a great time for all of you to be members of either U.S. Law Shield, if you're in 49 states, or NY TAC Defense, if you're in New York, because you should have your attorney's contact in your pocket. All the time. You know, there's no more phone books, but you shouldn't be Googling Right. self-defense attorney at three o'clock in the morning and picking the one whose ad came up first right exactly <laughs> who's who's paid the most per click yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not a good strategy yeah 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 so i think uh everybody should become more educated with that and you know you just don't know what's going to happen you don't even have to you know it's not only gun insurance 
It's self-defense insurance. It's basic life insurance. What if you walk in the middle of a, a, a scene going on and you use some of your skills uh, to uh, terminate the situation and now you find yourself stuck in some legal bind with criminal charges, you're going to be thankful that you lawyered up. Invoke your Fifth Amendment. When I was going through my criminal things, Knappen had me practice 57 times upon advice of counsel, blah, 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 blah. And I said it 57 times. Right. <clears throat> so, and guess what? He saved me years of my life and tens of thousands of dollars. Exactly. By doing that. There's a whole chapter in my book. <clears throat> it's chapter 14. And we're going we're gonna to get into that a little later. But I want to talk about uh, backwardness <laughs> in our country. <laughs> Right now, because I, I, I just I can't make this stuff up. I try as I might to make this stuff up, but it writes itself uh, out. So in New York now, there is advice on how to survive being pushed on the New York City subway. <laughs> not how to prevent and not how to kill the shit bag or hit him with your tactical pen or knife or put him to sleep. Okay. So first How tip. How survive being thrown in front of a New York City yes. subway? Should they, maybe, would they give that to the uh, tourist uh, commission? So, maybe. So I'm adding my tip first. Anthony's tip is, A, stay the F out of <laughs> the New York system. City. And if you have to, extremely the subway system. <laughs> So that should help along that the should, way. Yeah. That's like keep the muzzle pointed in a safe direction. <laughs> so first tip is avoid the third rail at all costs. So as you're falling down, right. you should contort your body in a right. way that you don't touch the third rail. And which is the third rail. Yes. You know, so as you're should, falling. <laughs> as soon as you touch the third rail, it's just like, and that's it. Right. So maybe you should grab a hold of it if the train is very near. And they describe the third rail because it's visibly higher than the other rail. So oh, they're giving so you a tip. It's the to one you hit that. first. <laughs> exactly. It's the highest one. So, so, you ha so when you're standing on a subway platform, you have to look down and go, bad rail. Bad rail. No <laughs> As you're falling, you know, you have to try to do that, you know. Uh, you, 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 good. It's very, you, you, very you smart. Can't, you can't make this up. No, you can't. Okay. <laughs> then, if you find yourself on the tracks, first check to see if the train is coming. Do you see lights? Feel a rumble? If not, then you have a few minutes to get back into the platform. So you have to walk back, all right? <laughs> this is so stupid. Like, they're basically... So there should be a way to say anybody who gets caught pushing somebody from a platform, we we'll be peel shot. their skin off their body, <laughs> right. and we hang them alive in the subway so other subway pushers could see this. Right. Okay? And put it but, on the third rail. Attach but it them to the... But it, but it doesn't work this way. No, no, okay? of course not. Well, we could attach the third rail to their genitals. Yes, this is good. So now that's New York. All right. So there's this whole advisory on, on what to do when you're pushed onto the tracks. Okay. There's tips on how to climb up without throwing your back out and the whole bit, right? Uh, Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm embellishing. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so now we're going to go to the left coast. Okay. The Los Angeles Police Department, they sent an advisory out. Due to an increase in violent street robberies, Robbery Homicide Division has become aware of an ongoing crime trend of 
of follow home robberies. Suspects have been looting, uh, locating victims in Los Angeles, following them, and then committing the robberies as the victim arrives at their home or business. These crimes have occurred throughout the city of L.A. as well as neighboring cities. Different suspects have been uh, identified and arrested for these types of crime. All and right, let back out again, of course, to yes. recommit the crime. So then they issued points of what happens, and it says, if you are being robbed, do not resist the robbery suspects. No, of course not. Cooperate and comply with their demands and be a good witness. Brought to you by the robbery suspects. Yes. (laughs) Be a good witness. Or be a good cadaver, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So now as soon as the criminals find out that... Everybody is to comply. They're going to stop committing the crimes, right? Isn't that how it works? That's exactly how it works. Isn't that how it works? So just comply. Don't resist. See, now the elites don't have to worry about this because they have, if you're a politician, they have bodyguards that we pay for. If you're rich Hollywood actors, you have armed security. So they're not a part of this victimization. So when they read this sitting in their mansions, they think it's a good idea. Of course they do. That's how the left always thinks. They're like, wow, this is a great idea. What a great idea. idea. Some social worker came up with a brilliant idea. Just comply and you won't get hurt. And, And anyway, it's only stuff. Right. Exactly. He only wants to see your boobs. Right. He only wants to put the tip in. <laughs> okay. At what point right does it stop? <laughs> what, no, but what point does it uh, stop, no, I, Sandy? You're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It's so, you know, the, the, well, you get, you finally wind up with the United Kingdom. Right? Where if you even fight back, you're the one who goes to jail. We're heading that direction. Yes, we are. We're heading in that direction. I mean, the line of questioning that this kid was asked was, I mean, I'm I'm just going back to that. I'm sorry. Uh, But the questions that people don't understand what's going on in this country, it's backwards. And if you're not an elite, if you're not politically connected, if you're not in the first tier, you're screwed. And that's us. Or if don't you're a fight back. If you're not give a them what they want. I mean, are you kidding me? Right. Yeah. Exactly. They're running a a a, a publicity campaign and a, and a marketing campaign for criminals, for subway pushers, and for uh, armed robbers who follow you home and push their way in your door. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, you man. can't. You can't just comply, and and nobody will get hurt. I mean. Um, on the other hand, DeSantis had a public statement uh, yesterday that since he can't stop the federal government from dropping illegals in Florida in the middle of the night, he's going after the contractors that are transporting the illegals. They're independent contractors that are paid for by the federal government. He's going to go after them. He's going to hold them financially responsible. And he's also going to take the illegals and put them on buses. And he's sending them to Biden's hometown in Delaware. Oh, that's great. Imagine if every governor did the same thing. Oh, that would be wonderful. Right? That would be uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. So <clears throat> let me get back to it. So since we live in this alternate world, I want to talk about real things happening. In New Jersey, uh, Steve Sweeney conceded. 
<laughs> Finally, after okay. he got to Tarby. And, and, and Ed Durr is, uh, is our man now. Now, I'm concerned about a double-edged sword, and I talked to John Petrolino about this. He wrote a great article, which I'm going to discuss in a minute. But So Sweeney hated Murphy, and Sweeney intended to run for governor in 2025. Right. Sweeney did as much as he can to screw Murphy in four years by holding bills, especially gun bills. Now, without Sweeney there, Ed Durr doesn't become the Senate president. The Senate president is going to be another Democrat that's, uh-huh. you know, that's yep. owned by probably Norcross. Yeah, exactly. In right. South Jersey. Yeah. Now, this new Senate president might not have aspirations of running for governor and might not have the same hate for Murphy that Steve Sweeney did. Right. So we're very happy Sweeney's gone, but now we don't have. You know, we've had this love-hate relationship with Sweeney for twenty years. Oh yeah, for a very he was long. A-rated by the yep. NRA. Then he mm-hmm. turned his back on us, right. and then we hated him. And then when Murphy got elected, he hated Murphy, and we liked Sweeney again. Yeah, right. Now Sweeney's gone. So someone from the Atlantic uh, questioned Ed Durr. And said, uh, you know, you have no political experience. You know, don't you think that's a problem? His response was, I can't do any worse. (laughs) All right. And it's it's true. It's true. He can't. It's it's no political experience. That's exactly what the founders wanted. Someone with no political experience who would make laws that they then would have to go back and live under. But that's turned inside out. Well, we talked about this because, uh, listen, uh, Sweeney was blindsided. The polling and the um, and and the media had no idea that Durr was going to form a chance against him. So I'm imploring everybody out there. I will never run for political office. I will never be in politics. But I have a great idea for uh, the midterm elections. I think every concerned kid, citizen and parent out there should put their names on ballots. And I'm calling out right now to anybody that has any political savviness of maybe making a website. I will volunteer to host the site and have my guy set it up. Let's have a site or something, or maybe something exists already, but a clearinghouse. I'm not calling for a Tea Party or a right-wing movement. I'm talking about running for every open seat, whether it's Republican, Democrat, or Independent. From dog catcher up. School boards, especially school boards, council, freeloader, whatever it may be. Find out how to put yourself on the ballot, get the votes, because there is a tide now of parents concerned about their children, people concerned about their safety, seniors concerned that they're getting screwed at the expense of illegals in foreign countries, as always. But what if I can't do all of this, ladies and gentlemen. I got a lot going on. But what if we had a way where everybody could get together and just run for an office, run for two or three offices? I think now is the time to do it. I think Trump opened that door. All right. A guy from nowhere and got 65 million votes, never had political experience in his whole life. And that everybody said, well, that's the Trump phenomenon because he had a reality show and everything was named Trump and black and gold and New York City and this and that and everything. I get it. But now look what Ed Durr did. Right. Okay, the guy was a truck driver. He shot one commercial. He basically had about twenty five hundred dollars spent in his campaign fund and most of it was for paying coffee and donuts for his people that were out pounding the pavement. And what did he do? He went out and knocked on doors, and he addressed true kitchen table things, high taxes, crime, 
the way our kids are being tra uh, taught and treated, you know, and the way the lockdowns, the way Murphy uh, killed so many seniors in his state and basically Sweeney and the legislature, they did nothing right. during the entire lockdowns. This was this was Ed's entire premise. And guess what? He won. He won. He he won. He beat a guy that his last Senate race, Sweeney, had the highest expenses for a state senator in the history of the United States. Sweeney's campaign spent $21 million for a $35,000 job because the teachers union was trying to oust him. Right. This campaign, he <laughs> laughed in Ed Durr's face when Ed Durr asked him if he would debate him. Yeah, right. Laughed yeah. in his face. Right. And look what happened. Yeah. I think this is the time, ladies and gentlemen, and we can't say Tea Party, this party, that party. I just think it should be the American Party. I think you should be running under the Family Party, under the Patriot Party. Call it whatever you want, all right? Under the Country Party, because right. we're trying to save our country. That's exactly what's going on. I mean, take a look at the mayor of Tinton, Tinton Falls, New Jersey. He's 97 years old. He just was elected Saw to his it. second term. Yep. Right. Vito Perillo, the guys now in his first term, he, he had like thirty five dollars invested in the campaign. He literally went door to door at, you know, 90, uh, 92 Six. years old, 93 yeah, years old. Great, isn't it? Door to door. And now he's ninety seven years old, just won a second term. And he literally turned that town around. I mean he was a he was a businessman, had no political aspirations, but he just got sick and tired of watching the money being wasted in the town. And and so your point is well taken. It doesn't matter. Uh, you don't have to run for mayor. Run for any open seat. Get your feet in. Get your voice heard. And, and that's a call to you no matter how old you are. When you're a parent and you have your kid in a school that you're paying tons of taxes yep. for, and you ask the teachers what the children's curriculum and book reading list is, right? And they call the FBI. And they won't give it to you. And you file a Freedom of Information Act and they still won't give it to you. They just discovered in Loudoun County, uh, school superintendent, Sandy, uh, is making a list of parents that are coming to the meetings and making trouble. And they're trying to dig dirt up on these parents and stuff. Unbelievable. These, this is the devil inside. Unbelievable. The enemy is inside the gate now. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And we've allowed it to happen bit by bit, slice by slice. They've taken it over and we've, we've made concession after concession after concession. And this is what we have. And now, and we warned about this and right. I mean, T 11, t 12 years ago, when we started this damn show, we warned about this right from the beginning. It is going to happen. And we, we were laughed at and mocked and everything else. And we kept warning people that one day is going to come when you're going to wake up and not recognize your country. We're here already. We are here. We're here already. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. So listen, John Petrolino caught this stuff uh, in his article Governor Murphy called Ed Durr dangerous, right? Uh, and Ed and Ed Durr goes, but he's the one who locked down the state and caused over ten thousand elderly deaths. Deaths, right? Durr said when he called into the show, he goes, "I am dangerous. I'm dangerous to his agenda. He's the one who caused the closing of nearly one third of our small businesses. He's the one who's forcing our children in schools with masks. He's the one who's directing and telling people whether they can go to to the store, whether they can go to work, whether they can go to church and worship." He goes, "But I am dangerous. I'm dangerous to his agenda." Yeah, that is good.
And then they asked Dara about the Second Amendment. Uh, Matt Rooney and Save Jersey had him on a live stream. He goes, I believe the, the Second and I'm a Second Amendment uh, supporter, and I think if you truly are conservative and believer in the Constitution, you have to stand up for that. Uh, I do believe that there should be more support for it because it's not about shooting a deer, taking it home, and having some venison for the night. It's about self-protection, protecting your family. That was one of the things. He applied for a permit, a yeah. uh, carry permit, and he saw what happened, and he got pissed off. Yeah. Right. Okay, and that was one of the reasons why he got involved in this, which I think is, you know, phenomenal. Um, so uh, I, 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 I applaud him, but I really think we need a groundswell of people running for political office with no political experience. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to see more veterans, too, yep. as, well, as well as parents. I'd like to see them all doing it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, so hold on one second. I'm sorry. And uh, so what else is here? Oh, so you want to talk about a nanny state? I posted this, and people didn't understand it. But Michael, what's his name? Senator Michael Dougherty? 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 They just passed legislation, a bipartisan bill. This is what we're busy doing in New Jersey, to eliminate children's lemonade stands from getting permits. Are you serious? And this I didn't used even to be one know. Of the good guys. Yeah, I no. He passed the bill to eliminate permits. He is a good guy. Oh, he, oh, he passed, oh, passed. Too, he we had a law in New Jersey that yeah. kids' <laughs> lemonade stands needed a permit. Yeah. <laughs> what a freaking state! I hate this state. <laughs> Did you know? In 2016, we also had to pass the Right to Shovel Act. Because you needed a permit to ask your neighbors if you could shovel their snow. <laughs> you want to talk about socialist utopia. This is exactly what it's like. When the government controls every single thing you do, takes away all of the altruism in the community, and forces you to become dependent on them for everything, for food, for homes, for heat and, and, and light... And that's exactly what's going on throughout the entire country. And we crazy, said, right? It's absolutely crazy, unfucking believable. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I didn't even know we needed a permit for a lemonade stand, but they they got no rid idea. of it. Huh. I didn't know you needed a permit to shovel, but this is what this is the nanny state. Yeah. Bloomberg loves this. People on the left love oh, this. Yeah. They they yeah. all love this absolutely. shit, right? Yeah. So. Well, I, I don't see. I, I figured it this way. The reason why they wanted to dissuade kids from shoveling snow or having a lemonade stand is because we're moving towards socialism. Right. And you do not want a six year old kid to get a taste of capitalism. Right. You do not want a 12 year old kid to shovel snow and get a taste of capitalism. Right. Right. Exactly. But what are we going to do? This is not a sexist thing, but. The left is constantly attack, attacking and emasculating men, right? Who is going to build tunnels and bridges? Who is going to build buildings? Who is going to clean your plumbing when it clogs up if we detest and loathe the testosterone-driven male in American society? You're right. While, while we're addressing these issues and how many genders to have on a passport, China is building more missiles. Yep. China is making uh, practice in the South Sea with fake ships that bear a resemblance to our aircraft carriers, ba carriers battleships, and destroyers. And they're building a coal-fired power plant 
every single week. So they will become the manufacturer for the world. The only place that did not suffer for, through the pandemic. Interesting. They asked um, uh, Herman Munster, uh, John Curry. He was at a, another climate summit, a solar summit. And he, they asked him, <laughs> Herman, it is Herman Munster, it's no? True. They asked him about, uh, you know, China's using slave labor to build solar panels and stuff. And he goes, that's not my lane. That's not my lane. I wonder what his lane would be. Um, so, so you know what Biden did yesterday? Just to tell you know who, who they work for. Um, so China, there's tariffs on China for solar panels so that U.S. solar panel manufacturers can almost be on a level playing field. Well, so what China did was they set up solar manufacturing facilities in Malaysia, Vietnam, Taiwan, sure, yeah. all the, Myanmar. They set up these manufacturing plants. So the U.S. solar manufacturers asked for the tariffs to be applied to those countries, too. The Biden administration said no. They can't. He has to say no. Correct. They own him. 100%, ladies and gentlemen. Once you realize they're not on your side, it all makes sense. Run for office. Shots that people are getting now cover that. They're, they're, you're okay. You're not going to you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Somebody got to do it. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real. They just planted. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planned it. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Hey, hey. Biden said the jab stopped the spread, it was lies. I remember how you wrote, but you haven't opened your eyes. These politicians are demons just in disguise. Look at Kyrie Irving and Nicki Minaj. Look at Australia, that's what's coming next if we don't stand up. Stop complying with them, taking our rights, it's time to man up. Republicans voting for red back laws, that's just what I can't trust. If you ask what's about the facts, then they gonna ban us. Hey, this is about control, everybody knows, everyone complies. Where the kinds of pros, I don't need a plane, I just hit the road, I do what I want. I can't sell my soul, market about the crash, this is what you chose. Ruining the country, I've been best to go, you gon' take the mark. I take never rose, I'm a man of God, I can never Let's fold. Let's go, Brandon, I keep like I'm Nick Cannon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, pandemic ain't real, they just planted, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, when you ask questions, they start banning, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, pandemic ain't real, they just planted, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, you ask questions, they start banning, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, hey, hey, let's go Brandon, and it's clear that man a rat, Let's go, Brandon, now the Taliban a threat. Hey, you planted now the Taliban is standing on our neck. Chanting death to America, you are belly president. Listen, I don't think you here, man. Let me make it clear, man. Better keep your hands into yourself, that stuff is weird, man. I wish I could take you in the back place, smear the queer, man. You could take the vax, I fear God. I don't fear, man. I'm on gear 10, believe me, we ready to rumble. The only play the joke can execute. Is a fumble. I think we all know he's out to lunch. That dude went camping. I'm a Christian, so how do I say this? Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, hey, 
Hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planted. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. When you ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, let's go Brandon. We know he capping. Patriots out in the street taking action. Hunting us down for speaking the truth. Beat down the pedal to save all the youth. Media lying, ignore all the crying. They build them back better, but only the Taliban. Pilots on strike, but to show it's irrelevant. Open the border, lose all the order. Divide us up so they know that we never win. But we're united, we here in the stadiums. Everyone chanting it, seeing it's slandering. Biden collapsing and Democrats stealing it. Hey, we look at Joe. Can we get a refund? How about some mean tweets? Joe is a crook and he knows how to deceive. FJB is a motto in these streets. Let's go, Brandon. Sing it with me. I keep a drum like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey, let's go Brandon. Pandemic ain't real, they just planned it. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. You ask questions, they start banning. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey, let's go Brandon. Hey, hey. Let's do some housework. Housework. Marty's V Burger, Marty's V Burger.com. 20% off with the Gun for Hire or Gun for Hire radio mention. Go online, martysvburger.com, order it, and you can pick it up in New Jersey at Freakin' Vegans in Prospect Park on Freakin' Fridays. Anybody that does this, send me pictures of you pick it up because Marty's packaging is O to the C to the D. <laughs> like you can't believe, okay? If you live in New York anywhere, you need nytacdefense.com. Peter Tillum is the man. Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino is available on Amazon, and it's also available here at the Gun for Hire Pro Shop. Do not forget to tune in to Gun Lawyer Podcast with Evan Knappen. Please, 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 please. Before you buy any business products, services, or anything, especially now with the supply chain shortages, check out QuarantineCrawl.com. QuarantineCrawl.com. Don't forget my book, CrimeProofBook.com. Go online, CrimeProofBook.com. You can buy the Kindle. You can buy it from Amazon. Or if you order it directly from CrimeProofBook.com, I will autograph that some bitch for you. <laughs> uh, we have a lot going on with the new expansion, members only, etc., etc. And soon we're going to have a 2,200 square foot surprise. Construction has started. We will be having a 2,200 square foot surprise. We also going to be having leagues and matches as well as glock shooting sports foundation matches if you come to the range you'll see we have 44 ports over four ranges and the 50 yard range six ports and the range four 15 ports 25 yards are both now members only so come on down and check it out i saved uh u.s law shield for last standy because we're having a seminar on 11 23 11.23 from 6 p.m. till 9 p.m. at the uh, Clifton Masonic Lodge right on Van Houten Ave in Clifton. And Evan Knappen will be there, and Evan Knappen will be sharing his knowledge with all of us. It's going to go over proposed pistol brace changes, transportation of firearms, red flag laws, and much, much more. If you're a U.S. Law Shield member, it's free. If you're not a member, it's 10 bananas to attend go to uslawshield.com or anywhere on gun for hire social media and check it out it will not be held at the range because we usually get about 80 90 people uh when the second floor is open we will be having them uh at the range but for now we cannot do it so u.s law shield is the way to go uh, remember, this month is National Men's uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Please look at your uh, friends and family and uh, make sure they're okay. And if you need help, go get help. Don't let your guns be a deterrent, okay? If you need help, get help, okay?
Uh, Joe Peluso, I am sorry I missed you. He stopped by with his wife. I was on a conference call, a two-way conference call. I couldn't get out there and talk to him. Now, uh, some good emails. One another email from George O. He goes, it's great that SCOTUS looks like it will rule in our favor, and it's been a long wait until the publication of its ruling. Yeah, June. And it's a bit premature to start counting unhatched chickens, and I don't want to dampen anyone's enthusiasm, but even if SCOTUS rules in favor of not only concealed carry, but New York and seven other states permitting schemes, we in New Jersey have something else to contend with, our gun laws. Even if we use a permitted carry firearm in a 100% righteous defense situation, we'll still be arrested, booked, charged, and we'll need to prove in court where uh, uh, court we were within a very narrow exemption. This could potentially be devastating to a family, especially if a breadwinner gets suspended without pay from their job because they have charges pending against them. I'm waiting for a New Jersey media flunky to bring this up in an op-ed piece because nobody in Murphy's office will ever publicize that little factoid. Still, I'm optimistic that this case, plus finally New Jersey's recognition of Heller, will be the start of a slow, wide turn in favor of the 2A. George, you you make good points here. Uh, He also said Joe Peluso is a sexy bastard, but he'll never top me, which is nice. Thank you, George. I love you. Uh, You're absolutely right. There's a lot to to be involved. That's why you should probably join U.S. Law Shield now, our NYTAC defense, if you're in New York, because you're going to need that protection. You know, don't forget, after we get the Supreme Court ruling, if it's in our favor, then New York is, uh, New Jersey is going to dick with us on uh, the testing required and permits and everything. So we're going to have to address that as well. Right. Excuse me. So that's that's coming as well. So but I'll tell you right now. Everybody is running scared. I mean, this is this is you want to talk. I'm going to talk about elitism at its best. I'm going to read this article and then I'm going to tell you who was from. It's an op ed piece. The U.S. Supreme Court will open the floodgates to more violence in the Big Apple if it overturns a law that puts limits on carrying a concealed gun in public. Okay, uh, what is being argued is that any attempt to regulate by our licensing division in New York City should be struck down. Okay, this would really open the floodgates in terms of people being able to carry guns across the city. Gun violence is something that certainly has hit us in the last two years, and not just New York, but across the country. And we would argue the last thing we need is this infusion of additional guns on the streets of New York City. You'll hear people that would love the right to carry a gun, but from my viewpoint, it's a tough enough environment as it is. He goes, even well-meaning people who may wish to carry guns, we see guns stolen and heated arguments escalate in a hurry. And from our viewpoint, we would love it if the, if, if for the New York PD and law enforcement to be the only ones carrying guns. This is Dermot Shea, the NYPD police commissioner oh who gets God. to carry a gun. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes. And you want to know why you have to have instructions on how to climb out of a subway uh, after you've been thrown onto the tracks. You flaccid bastard. God. Unbelievable. So he has a gun. He's protected by guns. He'll be able to carry a gun when he retires. For the rest of his life. And then he talks about, you look at some of the things that have come out recently, the bail being the most recent, where they're just letting criminals out all over. Hmm. 
Okay, when's the last time we had a law that actually helped the police pass the New York? I don't give a shit. Okay, I don't give a shit. We're law-abiding citizens, and that's perfect. When they argued our case, that one thing they were talking about is you can't allow a police officer to be a gatekeeper of someone's constitutional rights. Of someone's okay? right to life. Correct. So I have to go. Hi, uh, officer. Uh, can I have permission to? T- to protect myself and my family. No, get out of my office. Okay, right. okay. I'm watching people at the front door of the range right now. Still. Oh my God! It never ends. <laughs> it, it never ends. It never ends. So there was a shitload of letters to the editor uh, about the Supreme Court case from Shea talking about his op-ed piece that he wrote. Mm. He wrote, he wrote the case before the Supreme Court concerning the right to carry pistols in public is stirring ignorance and hysteria. It's not about the public having the right to freely go about armed. It's about law-abiding citizens already vetted and licensed having the right to carry pistols without having to ask permission. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's a letter from Manhattan. Okay, and then from Freehold, the top cop must know better. The problem in New York City is not caused by legal gun owners. Crime is caused by criminals and very often repeat offenders. Okay, so much for expecting the police to protect. Citizens must have the right and ability to protect themselves and their own property. And these went on and on and on. There was like 30 letters, okay, uh, that, you know, Shay's ignorance that it's going to infuse more guns into New York, and we have to worry about that. What about the other 43 states, uh, police right. commissioner? Yeah. What, what about, about I know those? you're just doing your political master's job right. because exactly. you have to, because, right. you know, they might pass a law that retired cops can't carry guns. Yeah, yeah. He's right. And we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't want that to happen. Right. We, we, don't, want, we don't want that to happen. Um, so, so this is the crap that we deal with um, as gun people where they are constantly trying to take our rights away. No better example there is the police commissioner. So the Supreme Court's covered that issue numerous times where they said that we cannot have a public servant or a person be a gatekeeper for our constitutional rights. And Shea just made that point completely clear. I wish they had that statement before the Supreme Court heard the case. Yeah. You know, so that it could have been brought up in a brief. Right. Really. So this is what the top cop in New York thinks. F you, police commissioner. You're not welcome to ever shoot in my range, by the way. And the duplicity of the left. Don't even come into New Jersey, actually. We really don't want you here. (laughs) We talk about the duplicity of the left, Sandy. And uh, so... Whatever it suits somebody to the left or the right is what they want to talk about when it comes to prison reform or not, right? Right. So we have this, uh, I think he's a congressman. Where is he? Yeah, Hakeem Jeffries. On June 29, 2020, he tweeted, end mass incarceration, defund the the prison industrial complex, right? Now, yesterday he tweeted, lock... Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse up for life and throw away the keys. But you're a prison reform. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's only when you agree or disagree. So we have to choose that. See, the one thing about the left and the progressives is they're hypocrites. Yeah. I can't be accused of being a hypocrite. Okay. If it's black, white, liberal, progressive, whatever, if they're guilty, they're guilty. Okay. I want to see a conservative pedophile go to jail just as quickly as a liberal pedophile. Damn right. All right. Hakeem Jeffries is much different than that. All right. So 
of course, you know, he was this kid was considered guilty until proven innocent. And and the media is twisting everything around because they want him to be guilty in the in the public square and they want to incite more riots and stuff because it sells advertising, right? And T shirts. And T shirts, right. We want we want BLM T shirts from yeah. BLM Incorporated. Correct. So we want we want to have people fighting and, and killing each other. And it's not a great look. You know, it's it's really not a great look. You can't be one way and not the other way. You can't be let's get rid of prisons and then a year later lock them up and throw away the key. Well, which is it? Right. Which is it? Right. All right. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. So this is the crap that we have to deal with all the time. And, you know, I've been reading more and more um, things. I want to circle back to the Second Amendment because Shea pissed me off. And uh, this came from The Federalist. Yes, uh, uh, Marco Cleveland, which was she wrote it really well. Uh, six things we just learned about the Supreme Court's gun rights case. And one of the things is uh, she wrote, New York concedes the Second Amendment secures an addition of the individual's right to bear arms outside the home, which we know because the inspector or the general, whatever it was, she stated that you can have a, a gun to protect yourself outside the home, but only if it's in the middle of a desert or a woods or something, not not in a subway or somewhere <laughs> right. where it might, you know, right. yeah. be uh, of use. Yeah. And, you know, she wrote, while New York conceded the Second Amendment applies uh, behind beyond one's threshold, Solicitor General Barbara Underwood quickly forgot the Bill of Rights protect rights. It doesn't define privileges. For instance, in discussing the regulation of firearms outside the home, Underwood started to say that these regulations are all an effort to accommodate the right, but then backtracked, saying that the regulations seek to respect the right of self-defense. But it was a telling slip of the tongue, and that's when Alito pounced her about, well, wait a minute, there's people in a subway carrying guns already. And he was like, how is this consistent with the core right to self-defense, which is protected by the Second Amendment, right? That, you know, a, a rich person could get a gun, but a cleaning woman who commutes home at night on a subway couldn't get a gun. All right. And, you know, Justice Alito spelled it out. And this is this is a jewel, by the way. He said celebrities, retired police officers and judges can carry guns but not the kind of ordinary people who have a real felt need to carry a gun to protect themselves. Yeah. And that gives you, there's Dermot Shea right there, right? He's a politician because he's a police director, and he's carrying a gun. And when he retires, he'll be able to carry a gun. And under H.R. 218, he'll be able to carry a gun until he dies. So him and his family, he feels quite protected, right? Right. Right. So... So another thing was uh, number three. She wrote, "Feels matter more than the truth for some justices." Okay, you know, because Breyer asked right on. He was like, "You can carry a concealed gun around the streets of the town or outside just for fun." I mean, they are dangerous guns. He get it. Just as Breyer later returned to this point, noting a concealed weapon is a dangerous thing, and you want to carry a concealed weapon, you go shooting it around, and somebody just gets killed. He's so out of touch. What's he? One hundred and seventy-two years yeah, old. Right. Exactly. Okay, and then, of course, number four, she writes, is New York twisted itself into a paradox. How did justice handling the competing statistics in the Supreme Court eventual opinion will prove entertaining, but likely not as entertaining as the pretzel New York twisted itself into trying to justify its blanket ban? Throughout the argument, General Underwood stressed that New York's licensing scheme was necessary because the government did, want, did not want guns in densely populated areas of the state, such as the city. 
While in backcountry areas, the carrying of concealed weapons was not as problematic since no one was around. And we talked about this, you know, Justice Roberts was like, so if you're out in the woods, presumably, it's unlikely that you're going to run into someone who's going to rob you on a street. Uh, on the other hand, there are places in densely populated city where it's more likely that that's where you're going to need a gun for self-defense. And it seems to me that, that what you're saying is that's probably the last place that someone's going to get a permit to have a gun. And she did. She said it's a paradox, but yes, that's how she agreed, right? And we talked about Alito said that there was armed people on the subway already. She's like, yeah, we have the police. And he was like, no, other people other than police are carrying guns on the subway already. Like Dermot Shea. Oh, wait, he never goes in the subway. That's right. He has a driver with a security yes, detail. I forgot. You can see I'm really on to him right now, right? Well, it's, That's it's, one thing Police Commissioner true. Bernie Carrick would never say. No. That's what Bernie Carrick would never say, that he shoots here. And then they went on to about text, history, and tradition, which is good because I hopefully, uh, Gorsuch talked about text, history, and tradition. We're hoping that we don't get intermediate scrutiny. We're hoping that we get strict scrutiny on this case. And all the other 2A cases are sent back down to the lower courts so that maybe we can clear this up where judges are activists. Yeah. Okay. And the last thing she wrote, rights for the win, but how big, you know, and this is important. She says... While there are some discussions on governing standard of review, the majority of the justices seem focused on the text history and tradition analysis set forth by Heller and McDonald as the appropriate approach for judging the constitutionality of the law. From there, the breakdown seemed to fall with Justice Kagan, Sotomayor, and Breyer, all reading the history of the Second Amendment as providing New York the power to ban the possession of handguns outside the home, absent an applicant establishing a specific need of self-defense. The six remaining justices all seem more inclined to strike the statute, although with varying levels of tells for how they would vote. This bodes well for a win for the right to keep and bear arms, but how big is unclear. This is the debate that's going on now. She went on to say the Supreme Court could provide a detailed analysis that not only specifies the text, history, and traditional analysis as controlling, but also provides for the highest level of scrutiny for laws for which the text, history, and tradition provide no answer. But even just clarifying that text, history, and tradition test adopted by Heller and McDonald governs will go a long way towards returning the Second Amendment to its rightful place in the realm of fundamental rights. If that happens, future cases will need to explore the contours of that right. Hopefully, the high court will not wait another decade before next delving into the question. Phenomenal. Uh, I'm hoping for strict scrutiny and the other cases get lowered back down, you know? Yeah. Uh, how much time do we have? We've got uh, about uh, eight minutes. <clears throat> All right. So I want to talk about <clears throat> a chapter in my book, Crime Proof, Tink Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game. On page 209, um, I have a chapter called The Aftermath. And uh, I'm going to use this loosely to start. So I wrote, because this follows the chapter of having a gun, I wrote, if you must use your gun or you should, uh, or you should call 911 and tell them someone's in your house, you provide your address, describe the situation, tell them what you're wearing, what the intruder is wearing, and give them as much detail as possible. Not detail of the crime, detail of where you are, where you're standing, what you're wearing, what's going on. Repeat your address and try to stay calm uh, as, as possible. If you're holed up in a bedroom, tell them the locations of your family. Remember, you must act in a calm and methodical manner. 
Remember, not only are you giving important information to the authorities, but you are also creating evidence <clears throat> which can be called back during trial should you find yourself in one. So what I want you to do is you got to think about it right now from this point on, whether you're witness to crime. Listen, you might have been walking out of a mall and you see somebody get mugged, get some, somebody get their purse stolen, whatever. When the police come to the scene, I'm telling you right now, if you're engulfed into that crime, anything, I would not give a statement without talking to a lawyer. Yeah, I agree. All right. Before yeah. you know it, you'll be sucked right in. Yeah, it, okay? absolutely. <clears throat> so Knappen and myself, we worked on this chapter. Knappen approved it. And he wrote, dealing with the police and asserting your rights. It is important to understand how to deal with the police, even though gun, honest gun owners generally support the police and believe that the police are a friend. Complying with the police instead of lawyering up can cause major legal problems from the law, for the law-abiding citizen. So we talked about SAC. I assert my right to remain silent. I want my attorney, which is A, and I do not consent to a search. Knappen goes on and says, the Fifth Amendment protection against self-incrimination, also known as the right to remain silent, is one of the most important constitutional protections Americans have that many other countries do not grant. Yet naive people in the United States routinely ignore Fifth Amendment protections and bury themselves with explanations. When it comes to a criminal violation, most law-abiding citizens are ignorant about the details of the law and its many loopholes and defenses. By opening their mouths, they remove all doubt about their ignorance and usually give the state something not just to use against them, but to twist against them. By remaining silent, a person avoids inadvertently incriminating oneself, wiping out potential legal defenses, and assisting the state in its often unjustified case. Always remain silent after being arrested for any reason. Remaining silent is the purest form of self-protection. Remember the old saying, the fish that opens his mouth is the one that gets caught. If you were stopped or accosted by a law enforcement officer and asked any question, your first response should be, am I free to go? If the response is yes, then walk away. If the response is no, then you are in custody and the above rights apply. And you should then respond by saying, I assert my right to remain silent and want to speak to my attorney. Okay? The Sixth Amendment guarantees an individual's right to an attorney. By asking for your attorney and remaining silent, honest gun owners provide themselves with fundamental foundation for a strong legal defense. Defense attorneys smile when they learn their clients stood firm on their rights. Say, I want my attorney. If you do not already have attorney, say, I want an attorney. Requesting an attorney does much more than simply getting the accused legal counsel. Simply requesting an attorney causes, causes a wall of constitutional protection to spring up. This wall prevents further interrogation by the authorities. After demanding an attorney, statements obtained from further interrogation made without the defendant's attorney present cannot be used by the state as evidence. As long as the person continues to verbally ask for an attorney, this holds true unless defendants foolishly waive their right to an attorney. The Sixth Amendment protections often apply even if inform information is obtained by dirty tricks without one's attorney being present. Recent court decisions require you to reassert your request for an attorney at every opportunity where you are, when you are asked a question. Do not relent. Continue to remain silent and continue to, give, uh, to ask for an attorney. 
So he says about do not consent to a search without a warrant. Do not sign any statements without an attorney's advice. All citizens have a Fourth Amendment right to a warrant being issued before their person or premises are searched. There are exceptions to the necessity for a warrant, and there is a large body of law that exists as to when law enforcement officers have justification or probable cause for a warrantless search. But remember, you should never consent to a warrantless search. The key here is consent. If a law enforcement insists on searching you, do not resist being searched. Just make it verbally clear that you are not consenting to this search. Say, I do not consent to this search. Additionally, do not sign any consent form without the advice of your attorney. In some cases, the officer may be allowed to ask you to sign what you receive, that you receive the summons. This is done so that you don't have to be formally arrested. Additionally, if stopped while driving, you may be required by law to produce your license, registration, and insurance card. Refusal of blood alcohol testing is usually unlawful as well. Check your local jurisdictions. If a search is done without adequate probable cause, then the court will suppress evidence obtained after a hearing handled by your attorney, and the state will not be able to use any of that evidence. When people consent to a search, then anything found may be used as evidence, evidence against them, whether there are probable cause or not. Although law-abiding citizens may feel that they have nothing to hide, consider that people may nonetheless possess contraband that they have otherwise believed to be legal and that others may have left or planted in their cars, in their houses, or even their clothing. Do not give consent to a search. Okay? Now, the bottom line, you all heard the Miranda rights given on various TV shows. We heard them so often that many folks do not even pay attention to them. The media is so belitt has so belittled our constitutional rights that many naive citizens simply ignore them. Gun owners cannot afford to ignore them. Always remain polite and respectful when asserting your rights, but the key is to assert them. Do not be embarrassed or intimidated into giving up your rights. If you give up your rights, apart from making your attorney's job defending you that much tougher, you will have substantially increased your chance of becoming the next horror story victim that your friends will be talking about while you sit in jail. Mm -hmm. It is also advisable to have a criminal defense attorney on call in case you need one. There are a number of legal protection plans, and we talk about that all the time. Listen, when a cop says, hey, Sandy, you mind if I look around? Mm -hmm. what, what does that mean? Lawyer. You just consented to a search if yeah, you say you yes. Absolutely. Sandy, mind if I look around? Yeah. No, sir. Do you have a warrant? No. Right. Okay. I I want my I want my attorney. Right. I I, I want my I'm requesting my attorney. Uh, okay, officer. I want to comply fully, but I need to go to the hospital. I'm experiencing chest pains and shortness of breath. They cannot deny you medical treatment. Yeah. Okay. What do you have in that bag in the back seat? Listen, we listen. We fight every day for our First and Second Amendment rights. Don't screw up on your Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendment rights. Please don't screw up on your Fourth, Fifth, and Sixth Amendment rights. It's so it's so important. Please, guys, don't they go, go hand in hand, and they are yes. eroding uh, our rights as we speak. Correct, correct. I don't I don't want you to do it. Okay, uh, please, do not consent to a search. Uh, comply fully, but don't give them any other info. Sandy, I'm done. You want to pitch anything? Uh, yeah, I'd like to let everyone know that we are raising money for disabled veterans and veterans in need of memory care. You can help us and join us, uh, just like Ivan Z did for $50 and Steve K did for $50 last week. And we want to thank them so very much. You can go to GoFundMe.com. 
www.vhsofoceancounty.com and search for VHS of Ocean County. Visiting Health Services of Ocean County is partnering with us to provide care for disabled veterans and veterans in need of memory care in their memory care uh, adult daycare center. So please help us to uh, continue to provide care. We're looking to raise another $5,000 between now and Christmas because it is so desperately needed in order to continue to provide care for the folks that are getting care right now and take on a couple of extra more. Um, you can help us, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, anything that you can spare, uh, especially for the holidays, VHS of Ocean County, GoFundMe.com. Well, it looks like we've done it again. We've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a County Think Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer, Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, still on sale now with absolutely no restrictions whatsoever for your holiday pleasure. But I would order now in order to get delivery by Christmas. Do not wait. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> we love you guys. <laughs> See you next week. Anthony, Anthony, Dad. Love you all and have a nice day and come down to the range and check out the members only. And go shoot some. Nice. Thank you. <laughs>